If you've ever wondered why your cat keeps doing that thing, you know, that thing I'm talking about, then Online Behavior Day might be the conference for you. Join us for in-depth discussions and FAQs with expert consultants Pam Johnson-Bennett, Tabitha Cusera, and Dr. Rachel Geller, and Arden Moore on Saturday, April 9th. Visit communitycatspodcast.com to learn more and register today. You've tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey LeBaron, and I've been involved with helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. And today is a very, very special episode. We are doing a panel episode here with my dream team for Online Behavior Day. We have Arden Moore, Rachel Geller, Pam Johnson-Bennett, and Tabitha Cusera here, as well as my technical cat, Kristen Petrie. (laughs) And so I'm just so thrilled to have the team with us here today. And I'm going to be spending all day long on April 9th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And that is Eastern time for our online behavior day. And I'm going to ask a few questions of of our folks here that are going to be presenting on the 9th. But first, before we dive into all that, Arden, can you uh, just share a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to our listeners? Pause up, everyone. I'm America's pet health and safety coach. I'm here in Dallas. I don't remember how many cat and dog books I've written, but it's a couple dozen. And with me is my BFF. That is best feline friend, pet safety cat, napping now, Casey, and doing a a photo bomb in the back is pet safety dog, Kona. And uh, I write the nutrition column for Catster and Dogster I host a show called Oh Behave on Pet Life Radio. It's the longest running pet podcast on the planet. And some for you all, every Wednesday night live on Facebook, we do Meowie Hour presented by the Cat Fancier Association to celebrate all cats. And I see some familiar faces here that have been guests on Meowie Hour. So how's that? Awesome. Fantastic. Rachel, can you uh, share a little bit about yourself? Hey, everybody. My name is Rachel Geller, and I am a certified cat behaviorist. I'm also a certified pet chaplain. I work with people who have lost their pets to provide comfort and support. And my website is drrachelcatbehavior.com. My main focus is I really work on what I call cat behavior and retention. And this means uh, surrender prevention keeping cats who have behavior problems from being returned to shelters. And I do all of my work completely free of charge. It's my personal mission in life that I never want there to be a financial barrier preventing people from keeping their cats in their homes. I also do have a book. It's called Saving the World One Cat at a Time. And I donate 100% of the proceeds from that book to cat shelters. So it's great to be here today with you guys. And I'm looking forward to the Online Behavior Day on April 9th. Don't miss it. Great. And Pam. Hi, I am Pam Johnson Bennett. I'm a certified cat behavior consultant and the author of eight books. 
I spend my days working with cat parents, either in house calls or consultations. Uh, I do charge, but I little secret, I would do it for nothing because I love cats so much and want to keep those relationships together. And uh, I love this idea of the online behavior. Um, I, I just feel we need to get it out more and more. We've advanced so much in terms of understanding cat behavior, but yet we still have so far to go. So we more and more days like this. So I really hope that everyone can write it into their schedule to be here for this. So Tabitha, can you uh, just share a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I am so excited to be here. And for Online Behavior Day, getting cat behavior education out there is so important. So thank you, Stacey, for offering this awesome event. My name is Tabitha Kusera. I am a certified cat behavior consultant, an elite fear-free and low-stress handling registered vet tech, and a Karen Pryor Academy certified training partner. I own Chirps and Chatter Behavior Consulting in Cleveland, Ohio. You can find me at chirpsandchatter.com and on all social medias, sharing all the fun education and cat and dog care tips. I am so excited to be here. I really enjoy helping people better understand and relate to their animal companions, which leads to a stronger bond. And of course, more gratifying relationship between human and animals, which we all love cats. So great. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I can't wait for April. I think it's been wonderful. We actually, before we hit the recording button, we were just sort of figuring out what everybody was going to talk about and, and share. And Rachel, I'm going to ask you a quick question because you were talking about some of the things that happened as a result of online behavior day last year after you did your presentation and maybe share folks a little bit with what you did. And then you said you had some groups follow up. So tell me a little bit about what you spoke about and what happened as a result and what I'm hoping will happen as a result of this year's behavior day. So on last year's online behavior day, my topic was how to actually set up a cat behavior and retention program at your shelter and how to do it with empathy and education for the clients. And I think I was a little unprepared for the barrage of emails I got following that, which was actually very gratifying because the majority of the emails were just saying, oh, I loved it. The majority of the emails were saying, you have inspired us to set up our own cat behavior and retention program at our shelter. And you know that's what it's all about. The more we can keep cats out of shelters and in their homes, the more we can save cats who are out there who really need a spot in the shelter. So, you know, shelters are already overcrowded. So it was lovely that so many people reached out about starting their own programs. And it's so important, you know, to keep cats in their homes if they already have a home. And many of these people who are calling shelters actually don't deep in their hearts want to surrender their cats. It's just that they've given up and don't realize that there are things that they can do. So that was a wonderful response. And because of that, you know, a mountain of responses, I have decided today to, um, for the online behavior day to do kind of a, a part two, a deeper dive. So now helping shelters with responses and how to ask specific questions, looking at scenarios or sort of role-playing what people might be calling about how to be empathetic, how to be understanding, how to 
sympathize with the caller so the caller doesn't feel guilty or I did something wrong or I'm a, ca- I'm a bad cat parent. How to get around that and work with the person and really keep that cat in, in their home. So I'm really excited to be back. It was so wonderful to see such a fantastic response. And, you know, here's hoping that going deeper into this will help even more shelters keep more cats in their homes. Pam, I want to turn to you. You had mentioned you've written a lot of books on feline behavior and cat behavior. Out of all of that, what are one of the most prevalent topics that, that you see and you know what you really wanted to bring to folks' attention at our upcoming event? Well, for cat parents, once you go from one cat to two or more, their world seems to come apart. I mean, I have people who call me and say they would rather do anything rather than introduce a second cat. You know, you go from one cat where everything is theirs. You know, they don't have to share anything. They don't have to worry about any threat from another cat. And then the cat parent brings home a second cat. And all of a sudden the house, it's like the house has been shaken. Or you have a situation where I get calls from cat parents where their cats were getting along for years. And then all of a sudden something happened, you know, and they don't understand it. You know, they were best buddies. Why aren't they getting along? And, you know, as I said about, we have learned so much about behavior, but yet when you're in the trenches with cat parents, they often don't know what to do because it's so emotional because the, the household, it really becomes a battlefield. And the, the bond breaks, the relationship changes, cat parents start acting emotionally out of frustration, and then they're not as objective about looking at what's going on with the cat. So multi-cat issues, it just seems to be a big mystery to a lot of people because a lot of people think the cat should share and that they should appreciate you know, the home that they're given, or they get mad at the resident cat who isn't kind of viewing the new cat with open arms. And so it really can damage the relationship. So that's what I would like to talk about is keeping peace in a multi-cat household, because as wonderful as it is to have more than one cat, because there are a lot of people who think cats are not social animals. So they're afraid to get a second cat and they are, they are social animals. You just have to understand their sense of territory and their need for resources. And once you have that information, you can set up a great multi-cat environment. As someone who's juggling it all, trying to keep people and pets together, you need easy access to resources to help you do just that. That's where Maddie's Pet Forum comes in. From adoption SOPs to TNR guidelines, you'll find it all. Have you joined yet? It's free. Visit forum.maddiesfund.org slash cats today. Could your animal welfare organization use a tune-up? Humane Network can help. You can get a free 30-minute consultation to talk through your challenges and get ideas on how your organization can be more successful with less stress. From board development and fundraising to strategic planning and operations, Humane Network has got you covered. Whether you're a large or small, nonprofit or government, it's a live and thriving program led by a certified animal behavior consultant features specially designed training for shelter and clinic staff on enrichment, stress reduction, safe animal handling, and behavior modification. With Humane Network, you receive individualized advice and support customized to meet your organization's unique needs. And Humane Network can lighten your load by taking on fundraising, communications, and other tasks you struggle with. Contact Humane Network today for a free 30-minute consultation. Visit humanenetwork.org. 
That's humanenetwork.org. If you're running a rescue, you're probably overloaded with tons of tasks pulling you in even more directions. Dog and cat intakes, volunteers to communicate with, fosters to find and pass info to, and don't forget about managing the all-important donations. It's easy to become overwhelmed. Miss critical information and worst of all, lose volunteers. Buzz to the Rescues offers an integrative platform that can help you gain back your time, streamline your workload, and clearly communicate with everyone on your team. Learn more at www.rescueyourrescue.com and gain back your peace of mind today. And I'm going to swing over to Arden because some of the multi-cat issues revolve around food. And is that a topic that you might want to talk about a little bit? I'm going to dish it up. Yes, I am. (laughs) You know, we don't want mealtime madness. And I really want to plunge in because there's a lot of smack talk going on at mealtime that you don't hear. It's being communicated from cat A and cat B. And when you're stressed, you know what it's like when you're stressed trying to eat, you know, everything goes awry. And so I'm going to talk about mealtime madness and what can we do to make mealtime something that cats feel safe and secure and they're able to eat and digest properly. We're going to talk a little bit about some safety issues because, you know, as Pam mentioned, food resourcing is resource guarding is a big deal. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to try to uh, give you guys some tips and tricks that you may be surprised at for, for starters, uh, cats, even though we may like that big Thanksgiving get together pre COVID where everybody gathers around the table and shares the, the bowls of mashed potatoes and green beans. Uh, cats are not uh, one of those uh, species that likes to sit around a big table and enjoy food with others. They really aren't more solitary eaters. And so I'm going to try to help people think more like the cat so they can have a bone appetite. How's that? And uh, we will make it so that they eat because they need good food and they can digest well and stave off some um, behavior and even medical issues. And I got to say, I'm so jazzed to be part of this group. Thank you, Stacy, for organizing it. You know, the more good knowledge we can get out for folks that are lucky enough to have a cat or two or more in their life, the better we all will be. Thank you, Arden. And Tabitha, we're going to talk about medication and how to medicate cats. And you are based on last year's videos that we saw, you know, figuring, seeing cats with getting medicated, getting vaccinated. It's amazing what you are able to do. And you believe other people can do this too? Very much so. None of us like causing stress to cats, whether we're a shelter employee or just a cat mom or dad but sometimes we just don't know how to give them their medications or we just assume their vet visits have to be stressful. And awesome news, guys, that is not the case. So I'm stoked to be talking about how to create a fear-free shelter environment. And although it's going to be geared towards shelters, all of these things can also be done in your home. And it will help with your interactions with your cats, again, in the shelter or at home. I'll be talking about how to help medicate your cat, make it less stressful, even medication train your cat. So my cat comes when called and sits and chooses to stay there, 
happily eats his medication and happily walks away. There's minimal to no restraint and you can have that too. So I'll be talking about everything from decreasing stress in the shelter environment to how to approach and handle cats in a way that decreases stress, which is also, of course, more safe for us. And some of you may be thinking, shelters are really stressful. How in the heck am I going to make a shelter setting less stressful? I definitely agree that shelter settings are stressful. And you guys are getting cats who came from crazy amount of situations, like hoarding situations, even more traumatic situations. And sometimes we don't even know their background. But the good news is you do have quite a lot of control of their environment. So although we don't have control of everything, we do have a lot of control of their cage setup or the cat room. And we're going to talk about how to decrease stress and things that you can do practically right away to decrease stress for the kitties in your care. But of course, for you, for your volunteers, because happier cats means happier people, which we all want. Awesome. Great. And we have Kristen here today. Kristen, of course, an online educational day at the Community Cats podcast is not a day without cat trivia. Absolutely Um, not. Absolutely not. And Kristen is always with us. And you know, I'm going to make a suggestion too. We love seeing pictures of our listeners with their kitties. We like putting them up in our slides, our interstitial, you call them interstitial slides, right? I do. The (laughs) (laughs) in-betweens. And so folks can email me ahead of time. We can even get some pictures ahead of time of folks listening to the podcast with their cats, other community cat podcast events, as well as just pictures of your kitties. And we'll share them when knowing that these cats and their owners are going to be watching the event on April 9th. That's at the communitycatspodcast.com is online behavior day. The dream team is going to be there. It's fantastic. We're really looking forward to it. And like I said, cat trivia, we're going to have to think of some neat behavior like themed cat trivia. So that's something that I'm going to have to put my little <laughs> thinking cap on. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have some good prizes. I can't wait. So please, please join us and sign up by going to the communitycatspodcast.com. Huge shout out to Pam, Tabitha, Arden, Rachel. This wouldn't be an event without you. I want to say a huge thank you for what you do. Thank you all so much for turning your passion for cats into action. And we'll see you on April 9th. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think, and a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats. Wow.